conspiracy theories, eh? Wait till you get a load of this. Hello, and welcome to Crack Sisters Conspiracies. We're a podcast that covers conspiracy theories, mysteries, and all over spooky shit. My name is Cassandra. And I'm Jackie. And we are said sisters. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. Hi. (laughs) Plagued with technical issues is how we roll. Had to relocate the microphone and had a hell of a time setting it up here. <laughs> it was a conundrum, <laughs> but it it'll do for now. Our our office is changing. To be it's, fair, their view is exactly the same. They never get to see any true. of this. And I say ours like I claim this case. <laughs> you yes, started. Office. I started packing my house up. Yeah. I'm leaving you shortly. You are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still deep, deep, deep in denial and have not emotionally processed the abandonment that is forthcoming. I mean, I've done it to you once already. I feel like you should be a pro by now. I should be. And I just keep telling myself, at least you're in the same state. That's true. I'm only a short six hours away. So we'll see how that goes. Or an hour and 30 minute plane ride. I will not be flying with her again. <laughs> Where did you fly with her the first time? Vegas. <laughs> oh, yes. When you decided to take your six-year-old child to Vegas with us. That was fun. Don't do that. <laughs> Terrible mistake. But by the time like you make the arrangements to get to the local airport, have to fly in and you know get settled, even though the flight's only like an hour and a half, it's going to be like a multi-hour process. I might as well just drive where I have full control. Fly for an hour and a half. And then deal with... No, 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 I'm not done. Oh, okay. Drive with this eight-year-old for six hours. So, I mean, I, I can see where <laughs> you're coming from. And thank God for technology because, yeah, I have a, a tablet child. I have no shame that... You do. She can have... Even it. though you came woefully unprepared today by leaving your tablet child unattended with a 5% battery life. Okay, that was on her. Her tablet is her responsibility. And she's like, I'm going to bring my had i'm like that's great and then it was five percent anywho yeah she is a tablet kid it was not my fault her responsibility regardless we'll see what it's like when i come to visit you we are all over the place already we are okay let me tell you about my toe (laughs) yeah oh the toe yes because you're like i hurt myself but i can't tell you i gotta save for the podcast and then you're like oh my toe i'm like what's wrong because it hurts so it's my big toe and I heard it in the dumbest way possible. We got into like a fight with someone at work and I had to like kneel. And the way I was kneeling decided to strain my toe muscle. And I had to sit there for like 10 minutes. So by the time I got up, I'm like, oh, my toe really hurts. That's fine. And then the next day I'm like, wow, I can't move my toe or walk on my toe or wiggle it or do anything. I think it's broken. And then I ignored it. And then the next day it wasn't getting any better. So then I had to call my boss and I'm like, hey, I got the dumbest fucking injury and I need to make a report. And he's like, okay. So I tell him all about it. And then he's like, oh, okay. So do, do you know what I'm going to ask next? I'm like, like, how how bad does it hurt? He goes, no. I'm like, do you want a picture of my toe? He goes, yeah. 
I'm like, sir, people pay money for these pictures. He's like, I know, I know. He's like, I just need a picture of your foot. I'm like, all right, I'll text it to you. He's like, please don't. (laughs) Do not text my personal phone number. He goes, send it to my work phone or better yet, just email Email it. it. He's like, because I might have to print a picture of it. I said, this is getting very strange. So I had to take off my shoe and like take a couple different variations of it. And then I emailed it to him and he never responded. (laughs) And then I sent it again and he also never responded. And then by the end of my shift, he's like, Hey, I'm still waiting on that picture. I'm like, sir, I've sent it to you twice. I go, I feel like it too. No, I'm like, I feel like if I sent it to you third time, I'm just like asking for something. I'm like, I'm just gonna text it to you. And uh, so then I I texted him a picture on his work phone. And I it was so fucking hard not to say something super inappropriate. inappropriate. So I just said for work purposes only. <laughs> that was it. My my text or my emails just never went through. Like, are they to my knowledge sitting in your outbox? Did you have the right email address? Did you accidentally send it to someone in a different department with a similar name? And they're gonna be like, "Why is Larue sending me a picture of her fucking toe?" Like, yeah. awesome. Yeah, I just strained the muscle, but it hurts from kneeling. At no point were you able to like readjust your. No, the person position. was like actively fighting with us, and I had to. I was on his legs to make sure I didn't get kicked in the face. So the way, and there was like ten of us. There in was way. no way to shimmy. No. Okay. And then the paramedics injected him with like a cocktail to make him calm the fuck down. Sure. Yeah, they're like, it takes five ten minutes to kick in. So <laughs> I just had to sit there, and it was excruciating. <laughs> well that is that is an interesting injury it is um yeah so what happens with work as far as like filing a claim about your injured so it's there's like multiple steps this one's just like the hey just so you know step notification if i he's like okay if it doesn't get better just let me know and you can go get an x-ray or something so that would be the next one. I don't think it's going to progress that far. But like you do like the, hey, I hurt myself just so it's on the record in case you think it's going to be fine or one day it might not get fine. There, then there's And then there's the official history. one where you have to go to like the approved um, medical center and get it checked out. Because I had that happen when I got bit. I had to. Well, I mean, that was a valid. <laughs> yeah. So I had to do that. And then. Get fucking rabies. Yeah. And it's, it's pretty simple. Yeah. And then any like any expenses just go to HR and they figure out how to pay for it. I would probably be too ashamed and embarrassed and would just say take the toe versus I mean it's a big <laughs> toe. You can't cut that off. Your whole balance. My balance would, would be, be off. off. And I'm not willing to sacrifice a thumb. No. Because they do replace toes with thumbs. The fuck. Big toes, yeah. They're they're very similar. I mean, the, it it is the big toe of your or no the thumb of your foot, but yeah. And fun fact, it's called the Helix. Because huh. my boss is like, can I have the professional name for a big toe? I go, I, I don't know. <laughs> and then I Googled it and it was Helix. I feel like he could have done that himself, but <laughs> to each his own. <laughs> wow, that is a riveting story. It was funny the other day. <laughs> no, it was very entertaining. We both came with fun stories to share with one another today excuse me what story did you tell oh uh, the story of my my daughter's you know uh self haircut self-induced haircut you've not said one fucking word about i that. told you about it i oh, didn't okay, say okay, i okay. shared it with the listeners oh, I, I just see, I see. meant both of us and i'm like i don't know it, if it's gonna have the same impact because you just heard this story I think it's hilarious. two hours ago 
But yes, my eight-year-old daughter, in an effort to take matters into her own hands to avoid getting into trouble and to try to be independent, ended up cutting off a gnarly chunk of her hair again. And I say again because she was one of the many who gave themselves a quarantine COVID cut in 2020 when she was... 2020 when she was about five and yeah that was out of sheer boredom she had the most awesome bangs for the longest time but that was not what happened this time what happened this time apparently she got toothpaste in her hair and instead of just saying yo mom i got a problem can you help me out she's like no i got this she did not get this what did she she do (laughs) Tucked her to bed. She was ready to go. I'm like, see you in the morning. Everything's great. She wakes up. I go to do her hair the next morning. And I'm like, why is this not coming together? And then I realized she's got full on alfalfa (laughs) at the hairline. It just looked like someone ripped a chunk of hair out or something. And so I'm like, where did your hair go? It was here last night and it's not here this morning. And after some hemming and hawing and veiled threats, she confessed that she had gotten something sticky, which I learned was toothpaste because I found more of it in a different (laughs) part of her hair. And to avoid getting in trouble because she was in bed and she shouldn't have been getting out of bed and she had shit in her hair. She grabbed a pair of scissors, one of the many apparently that she had been smuggling in her bedroom and just cut it right off, leaving about an inch and a half of sprouts, you know, from the the top of her head. And I was like, okay, you know, let's maybe not do that next time. I'm not mad. You're not in trouble. You're the one who has to deal with this. And I feel bad for you. And then the thought occurred to me, (laughs) where is the hair? Because I saw no evidence of this in her bathroom trash and, you know, the other trash, not that I go digging through the trash, but I feel like I would notice Mm -hmm. a large amount of hair. And again, after some more hemming and hawing and, oh, I don't know. Oh, maybe I do remember where it is. (laughs) I'll go get it didn't trust that girl to do anything alone. So I decided to follow her into her room where she then proceeds to drop down an army crawl to her bookshelf and slide about halfway under and then emerges with a (laughs) wad of hair. Well, at least you know where she's going to hide shit when she gets older. Right? So I have to like look under everything now just to like keep her in check. But I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) Oh, how did that get there? <laughs> and her, it's its a logical response. I get it. She wasn't supposed to be out of bed, up out of her room. She doesn't have a trash can for another set of reasons that we won't get into today. But uh, she didn't know what to do, but she didn't want it in her bed. So she just hid it under her bookshelf. So let's remember this. 15, 20 years when she does become a serial killer, like I have predicted since she was about one, she's going to be hiding some bodies. Probably. Her instincts on like hiding locations. And lying about it. She's not good at lying about it. She is not good at lying, period. Which that's an advantage I have because like she doesn't do it very often, fortunately, but it's very obvious when she does. (laughs) So, oh. So what are we talking about today? Today, 
We are, I, sorry, I was looking at my notes and the recording order, we are doing double duty today. We're doing like triple duty, honestly. We are um, with the, the length of the episodes that we're recording, but in anticipation of you getting ready to move, we're trying to backfill mm-hmm. our inventory, Q. our queue. So that way we could keep fresh <laughs> content coming out. Um, so this week's topic, when I say this week, the first topic we will cover tonight <laughs> is uh, something that most everyone has probably heard of at this point, um, and you've likely experienced it in one way or another yourself. And it wasn't really a known thing until the internet got a hold of it. But I am going to be talking about the Mandela effect. So for those of you who are unaware, the Mandela effect refers to a situation in which a large group of people um, collectively believe that something happened or existed in a certain specific way, when in reality, it did not. So aka like a large false memory, right? Yes. That's a great way to describe it. Thank you. Okay. I'm going to ask you a couple questions. Okay. Are you familiar with who Nelson Mandela is? I know the name. Okay. Uh, He used to be the president of South Africa. Okay. Do you think he is alive or dead? Uh, (laughs) I don't know. Because I'm... I'm, uh... It's okay. (laughs) Trick question. (laughs) I am under the impression that he's dead. If okay. I take any you Mandela are, effect research out of my brain. You are correct. He is dead. Okay, I thought he wasn't. So Do you have any idea when he died? Allegedly in prison. I said when, not where. Okay. When, during the time of his incarceration. <laughs> <laughs> so you are not the target audience for this particular example. But <laughs> let, let, me, let me expand a little bit. Sure, sure. <laughs> So um, the phenomenon, the Mandela effect, got its name back in 2009 from a woman named Fiona Broom. She had a shared experience with a large group of other people in which they all remembered that Nelson Mandela died in the 80s, but he actually died in 2013. Mm. So she had gone on to develop a website where she discussed how she came across the phenomenon initially. And why are you Sorry, every time he's <laughs> phenomenon? Was that a Dr. Pepper commercial or something? I don't know. Maybe it's a man. I want to say it was like the Dr. Pepper cherry Coke or not cherry Coke, cherry vanilla. There was some weird ass flavor combination of Dr. Pepper. And I swear that's where that possibly I just know it. And every time that goes through. I had not thought about that a single time because my notes, I was just typing them out. Yeah. It's when, I when you hear it out loud. <laughs> it's fine. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Anywho, Miss Fiona Broom had been at a conference and she, for whatever reason, was talking with a bunch of people and the conversation turned towards the tragedy that was Nelson Mandela's death in a South African prison in the 1980s. Others supported her recalling of the experience and even chimed in with their own accounts, having remembered seeing the news coverage on it and like that totally tracked with what their memory was. And the volume of people, the shared details, everything aligned, but their realities were false because Mm -hmm. he did not die in the South African prison in 1980s. He died 30 some odd years later in a completely different scenario. Did he go to prison? I didn't look. (laughs) Did he go? Was he ever actually in prison? I feel like that's a great place to start. 
Okay, okay. Oh, I was not researching him. <laughs> I, like, I figured you would expect at least one follow-up question. Oh my God. To be fair, <laughs> I was typing my notes hastily today while working. So, you know, <laughs> my effort might have been lacking in some areas. He spent tw- over 27 years in prison. Did he die in, his, in prison? <laughs> Do you have a jaw? Your research <laughs> Uh, uh, so he was arrested on several occasions and he stood trial four times sure he died on december 5th 2013 in johannesburg and he was 95 years old so he was in south africa and it was 2013 but not in prison okay yes but anywho all of these people were convinced that they had seen news coverage and all of that (laughs) in the 80s um but it was not true her book publisher encouraged her to investigate more than I did. The front <laughs> so she started a website dedicated to documenting other instances where the Mandela effect happened online. What? If I were to ask you, what's the name of the website? No. Bare <laughs> bones facts. Cool, cool, cool. So, okay. Now that we've established, <laughs> I'm just not going to ask any questions. I didn't do a book report on Nelson Mandela, okay? <laughs> Talking about the Mandela effect. It just <laughs> happened to start because of it. Okay. I'm going to go through a list of examples. <laughs> God, I hope you did some research. <laughs> okay. Uh, and of the examples, I swear at least a handful of them I remember occurring one way and apparently I was wrong. Okay. Um, I've seen a lot of these come up over the years. So it's not like super impactful when I review them. I'm like, oh, I've been exposed to it. So I don't see it the same way anymore. But curious to see if you come across these as well. (laughs) We're both currently just (laughs) tear stricken. That was was pretty funny. Okay, we're going to start with a Star Wars example because not going to anyway. Doesn't love Star Wars. I I know me. you don't. <laughs> In The Empire Strikes Back, which is the second movie, but is is episode 5. That's a little confusing if you're I know there's ep- episodes or something. <laughs> okay. Having an episode right now myself. <laughs> So in this particular Star Wars, there was a big plot twist reveal in a scene between Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker. Um, Yes. So yeah, the spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it like 50 years later, that's a little much. But we learned that Vader is actually Luke's father in this scene. And the moment is remembered by many, many people as Darth Vader proclaiming, do you know? Luke, I am your father. Correct. You are wrong. I know. In (laughs) actuality... While the line is close, it is not correct. Vader doesn't call Luke out by name. He says, no, I am not your father. I am your father. <laughs> this is not an episode of Maury. Oh, my God. <laughs> he doesn't call Luke out by name. Instead, the actual quote is, no, I am your father. Okay. <laughs> Have you seen Pitch Perfect? Yes. Vader means father. I did not look to see if that was true. And <laughs> yeah, that's what I was, was going to mention. <laughs> yes. 
I was thinking that as well, but did not. But fa- zero effort. Zero. Did not fact check that. It was just a thought that popped into my head, but not intriguing enough in the moment for me to chase that thread. Gotcha. Otherwise, the entire ball of yarn up here was going to unspool. Okay, so this one, I wholeheartedly believed it to be one way, and I refused to believe it was going to be something else because it doesn't sound right. In Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, the evil queen has this magic mirror that she consults looking for guidance and validation. I mean, not totally off base. Don't we all do that when we're looking in the mirror? But when she needs the mirror to reassure her of her greatness, she asks, mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of them all? Mm -hmm. Right? Yes. No. (laughs) I don't like this game. (laughs) Apparently, it's magic mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of them all. That's just not too far off. It's not, but that's not, it doesn't sound I agree, right. I agree. Yeah. I'm like, I'm magic mirror on the wall. No, it doesn't sound right. But it is. But it is a magic mirror, isn't it? It is the magic mirror. It's a mat. It's like the dude who lives in the magic mirror. I didn't watch Snow White. So with the whole mirror, mirror versus magic mirror, this one's a little weird and has some caveats to the whole Mandela effect in that it's both correct and incorrect or true and false it's really common for it to be misquoted or misremembered mainly because it originated from a brothers Grimm story Mm. years and years and years before the movie existed and when it was translated into english the quote then was mirror mirror and it was slightly different oh okay so then when disney made you know the animated version they decided to like switch it up a bit and it was magic mirror in the movie but everything else following that like there's a i'm fairly certain it was a disney movie it has um big teeth lady julia roberts it's called mirror mirror it's like a story about snow white but i'm like the quote was magic mirror yeah so it's it's i guess it's based on the origin in which you learned it from that will dictate how you remember it fair okay but i mean it's not like i read Grimm's fairy tales and that's where i got it from no i watched the movie but i still think of mirror mirror not magic mirror Mm -hmm. but that one I guess it depends on your source material. So that's, it's right and wrong. So is that truly the Mandela effect? I don't know that that's the best example of it, but it's an example. Okay. Another example, I have given very little thought to this. I even noted it, is the spelling of Meyer when referring to Oscar Meyer. Because Oscar Meyer, oh, that's how you spell baloney. Oscar Meyer wiener. Wait, how are you going to sing the baloney song? Because Oscar Meyer has a way with B-O-L-O-G-N-A. That's the only way to spell baloney. Oh, okay. Bologna. (laughs) That's how I remember. (laughs) That's like Wednesday, Wednesday. Yes. Okay. Um, But yes, Oscar Meyer wiener. Gun to your head. How would you spell Meyer? M-E-Y-E-R. Wrong. I said I don't like this game. <laughs> it's M-A-Y-E-R. It's mayor. Mayor. This one's annoying because it's not spelled the way that it sounds. So I feel like that's probably the main reason why a lot of people remember or think that it's M-E-Y-E-R because that's what logically you would expect it to be. When it's spelled completely different, I feel like that one's not as... Okay. That one's not fair. A similar example of that is the Bernstein Bears. Yeah, it's Bernstein, right? No, it's the... Uh, so oh, you, you, you tricked me. <laughs> you, it, <laughs> you would think that it's spelled like Stein, S-T-E-I-N. It's S-T-A-I-N. 
Oh, yes. Who's going to spell it like that? It's the same thing where with Myers, it's it's an A instead of an E and it's stupid. <clears throat> but I think it's not a collective misremembering in this instance as well. It's just because common sense would dictate. Co- yeah. It's yeah. like I, their I name's agree. Bernstein. I'm going to spell it Steen, not Stain. So again, I don't think that this is a true example either, but these are ones that are commonly referred to as examples, but there's there's holes in those. Okay. Now, this, Do you give us a true example of what you think? Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> now, this is one of the oh, I should have first it. examples <laughs> that I have a strong core memory of. Okay. And it apparently just didn't exist. And that is the memory of a movie called Shazam with Sinbad. Not to be confused with Kazam with Shaquille O'Neal. Simbad from the Lion King? Not Simba. <laughs> Am I dating myself? Do you not know who Sinbad is? Okay, hold on. Obviously let's... not. <laughs> you know what? To be, to be fair, that might have been a little bit before your time. Sinbad. Let's, I'm pulling up a picture for her. This guy. Oh, I didn't know that was his name. Okay. So I'm going to show you a picture because, I mean, these have all been mocked or not mocked but like made up since this whole mandela phenomenon phenomenon came about but this is what i remember as well and i refuse to believe that it is not true i remember this i remember the concept of this movie sure right and like does he dance right it's like dancing genie some weird ass shit no never happened it never happened yes so like Sinbad himself is like, I don't know what the fuck y'all are talking about. Like, I was never in this movie, but okay, that's cool. So someone came up with that cover art after the fact? After the fact. Okay. And as an April Fool's joke, have you heard of the site College Humor? Uh, Yeah, I've seen some of their videos. Okay, so they worked in conjunction with Sinbad for an April Fool's joke where they had a two-minute clip essentially where they're like the movie's been found it exists here's two minutes of footage of it but it was really shot in modern day but meant to look like in the 90s and so a lot of people are like oh my god i told you it was real this is exactly what i remember but the weird thing is yeah the way that he was dressed even in like the mock video that's exactly the way that Mm. i remember it happening okay so i feel that it really existed and it's this whole big conspiracy to like push that shit down it was terrible what nugget of greatness was in this movie that they needed they being the collective they needed to to push to shove it down and hide it forever it was the exact opposite it was because there was no greatness it was because it was was so bad that i would believe actually (laughs) that's right (laughs) but apparently myself and many many others were wrong okay i don't entirely believe that don't get me wrong. I will admit if I am in Don't the get wrong. me wrong. I wasn't wrong. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's not where I was going with that. But when I had it parroted back to me, you're right. That sounds terrible. What there else you got? Other common examples. The Monopoly Man. Descri- I have my own theory of this one. Okay. Describe him to me. He has a top hat, but not a monocle. Are you sure? Because you're thinking you're getting him mixed up with the peanut man. That's what it is. I know. Well, and like also his eyebrows are very round. So it could be like. Considering how Monopoly is banned in our household, I don't have a great 
form to go off of, but dad loved peanuts. <laughs> but we did have a lot of planters. So I saw a lot of the peanut man, not a lot of the Monopoly man, but I think that's where everyone gets. I should, I should probably should have led with, I don't believe in the man. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't think it's real. I think it's just either that people merging two items that look similar into one and creating a new item or a misspelling, a misremembrance. So yeah, the Monopoly guy, the monocle, that is actually, you're probably completely right. Yeah. Cause I was like, oh, does he not? And I have trolls monopoly and simi valleyopoly <laughs> we don't have real monopoly because we can't i'm not so I'm i banned. can't fact check that and i don't 100 believe everything i see on the internet and neither should you <laughs> <laughs> what about the fruit of the loom logo cornucopia or no cornucopia with the basket yeah with the fruit in it I know it doesn't, but I'm going to say yes, because in my head it is yes. Right? But it's because we're thinking something else. I can't think of what it is at this point. I don't know what that would be, unless it's like you see a pile of fruit. You think a harvest. You think harvest time cornucopia. Yeah, that one, I, I I do have that in my head, so I'll give you that. Okay, but yeah, there's no cornucopia. It's just fruit. Okay, here's... I should have asked Grayson when she was here, because she is a Pokemon nerd. Okay. But like others, I believe that Pikachu had a black, you know, little strippy stripe on his tail, on the tip of his tail. He doesn't. It's all yellow. Lightning bolt? You would think it's not. It's all yellow. Hmm. I ha- I, I have. I did not. Mm, I had Pokemon cards, but I didn't really play. I have Pokemon cards littering the backseat of my truck right now. So I could go grab one. But I looked there. It's all yellow and sad. See, but when you look at Oscar Meyer and Mayer, it looks wrong to be M-E-Y. It it looks wrong here, but when I'm thinking about it in my mind... Yes, I agree. Mayer. I'm not doing this. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so let's look into some of the explanations of the Mandela effect. Um, Because how can so many people have a shared memory of something and it's just completely wrong? One reason is what you had alluded to, false memories. Mm -hmm. So it's very easy for memories to get muddled up in our brains, especially when we get farther away from the time that we actually learned them. Yeah. So when we try to recall an old memory, it's usually like pulling bits and pieces of it from the depths of your inner self and our brains just filling in the gaps like, eh, good enough. Mm -hmm. Let's cobble this together for you. When in reality, that might not be entirely what happened. Yeah. Memory is notoriously unreliable. Like, do you guys really take testimony or eyewitness accounts? Like, do you take those things with like a grain of salt or? Yeah. So even like when we, if we're to give like a photo lineup or something of something that happened even semi-recently, they've changed the laws in order to protect suspects. So it's no longer, it's called a six pack. It's no longer a six pack where you hand someone a photo and there's six different Mm -hmm. people. You have to do it one at a time and they can't look at at two or any more at a time it has to be one at a time they can go back but it's only one at a time okay but yeah it's it's i don't know like the statistic or the percentage but a memory is like a memory of a memory in and of itself right and then if you add time you add different factors it's just quickly degrades yeah Yeah. so like i know i personally i remember facts really well factual things that you would learn in like a textbook i can recall those things because those don't change they are black and white but as far as like experiences i have a pretty good handle on remembering them but those memories 
do get foggier and as time goes on there's that gray kind of dimming around the edges especially the longer it's been since that experience happened yeah so I will remember a lot of things about the experience primarily I remember how I felt I'm a very that's really popular I'm a super emotional Mm -hmm. person I have empathy too but Um, but a true accounting of what actually took place, I would not rely on my memory. If No, like, and it's not just you. It's everybody. Yeah. I remember enough. It's clear enough, but it's not going to be like the exact recounting. And yeah, your brain will naturally fill in the gaps well, against and, your will. And then even then, you and I could experience the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. The way I remember it and the way you remember it can be very different based on our biases, our internal workings. So this is also kind of part of a concept called confabulation. So that's when your brain fills in gaps in your memory. Kind of a genius. Yeah, you are. Sometimes you have these strokes of genius and I am constantly impressed by you. But yeah, so it's filling in the missing pieces in order to make something make more sense. Mm -hmm. So this is something that definitely happens with age as you get older. So priming, which is also known as suggestibility Mm -hmm. as the concept is a thing that can influence our memories. So it's when there are descriptive factors leading up to something that impacts our perception of it. So like subtle suggestions can impact your memory and your response to something. So if I ask you, did you see the black car versus did you see a black Mm -hmm. car is an example. So like in the first one, I have essentially confirmed and made it a fact that there is a black car that exists. So you either saw that or you didn't versus the other one. It could be a black car or not. So that could be a way to kind of manipulate the memory. So it's not going to be a true accounting of it. Yeah, that's why if you're ever interrogating someone, you need to do non-leading questions. You have to do open-ended questions and let them fill in the details and the specifics instead of you whether intentionally or unintentionally, put it in their brain for them. Do you guys ever just do the silent treatment and just wait for them just to start talking? I am almost never in an interview room. You don't get to participate in that kind of stuff? My interviews are usually in the field. Oh, well. And if I'm trying to talk to you, I'm not just going to ignore you that's kind of defeat well it's like what happened and then you just stare and then so wait it's called like a pregnancy pause pregnant pause those are those are good so like if i asked you you know what i think you you murdered your husband so i say okay what happened mm-hmm. and then i'll wait instead of saying what happened when you got home uh, that's kind of i am directing you somewhere so i'll just right. say what tell me what happened and then Start you'll be like whatever. I, I came home and then I'll just kind of look at you because awkward silence makes people want to fill in that awkward. Yes. So that's like the pausing that, you know, can be oh, done because okay. it makes you it makes people uncomfortable if someone's just sitting there and like they're expecting you to say more. So you go, oh, fuck, I should I should just keep word vomiting. So then you'll say more information. That's the only real time I'll pause. But yeah, I don't just sit there and stare at you. Oh, I was just curious. Yeah, because if you have an idea of what you think happened, if you are asking specific questions tailored to get an answer that you're looking mm-hmm. for, you're essentially manipulating yes. that. So I'll ask you a straight up question. But sure. like with kids, it's always only open ended questions well, because they're so susceptible to your suggestion that you cannot 100%. ask leading specific questions. No, kids are dumb. Yeah. So the most logical explanation of the Mandela effect, it's my personal favorite, is we are existing in the whole parallel universe. The simulation. Mul- no, not, not the simulation, but there's multiple realities, different timelines. Okay. So then I have one after, okay. after that. 
So quantum physics is who we have to thank. (laughs) I'm out. (laughs) But in a nutshell, it suggests that the timeline that we live in, so what we are experiencing currently. Linear. It's a rubber band, man. Did you ever see that fucking movie with Matthew McConaughey and Tristellar? And what? Oh, Interstellar? Yes, very confusing. I fucking hated that movie. It was good. It was so confusing and dumb. It's hard. Time Ugh. stuff is difficult to, you know, conceptualize. But yeah, so we exist in our timeline. So what we experience happens to us and us alone. But this theory suggests that it's not just our timeline that's out there, that there are an infinite amount of timelines, versions of us, and any which scenario is happening at any given time. And so with the Mandela effect, what they suspect may be happening is that there is a mixing of the timelines. So like something that existed on our plane mm-hmm. of existence and something that happened in Bizarro Cassie world is... I am experiencing because there was some shift that caused that. I just had a mini stroke. That that was something. Yes. And so that could be a reason why so many people in our space are experiencing the same thing. Because we all were exposed to that same change Mm -hmm. in the, in our timeline. So I have heard that the Mandela effect is caused because we're in a simulation. And so. Like the matrix. I haven't seen The Matrix recently enough to know really what Like, am I laying in a pot of goo with a bunch of shit plugged into me? Possibly. <laughs> so basically, they're saying, let's say we're in simulation A, and Mandela went to prison, and he got shanked, or however the fuck he died, in, <laughs> I don't know, in prison. But then a glitch in The Matrix happens to now we're in simulation B, mm-hmm. and some of us still have our core memories from simulation A, but now we're in this new world where everything's different. He didn't die. He died when 2013 of uh, an infection, I read. So, but people still have those memories because they're still, their brains are still rooted from that first simulation, but because of a glitch, it shifted everything on. Them. Okay. So similar, yeah, very similar, similar concept. And so I like this one because even though it's far-fetched at the end of the day, you can't prove it or disprove it. There is no way to quantify whether that is something that is actually true. So you can either choose to believe it or not. Okay. And yeah, I like this one because it's better than thinking that my memory is failing me at such a a young, tender age. Uh, But yeah, so that is the most likely scenario. But really, it's just people misremembering. And I do not believe it. I think I don't either. It's fun. It's fun to entertain. It is. But deep down... There's like a reason for everything. Well, right. Like in some of the examples, like there was a legitimate reason for why it would be misremembered. It wasn't any big question. So yeah, so it's it's interesting, even though my my lack of overall research about Nelson Mandela being part (laughs) Well, it's nice to have some, you know, input here and there. Yeah, so that is the Mandela effect. So yeah, if we were to rate the whole concept mm-hmm. on the on the scale, I would say perfectly plausible, but definitely deniable. There you go. Because yeah, it can go either way. And you can't tell me for fact that I am not existing in one plane of existence versus another. That's that a lot true. of words. I think it's certifiably correct, but that's okay. We don't have to that. agree. We can have a healthy disagreement. I'm not even like pressed, so it's cool. Okay, bro. <laughs> Don't get pressed. <laughs> Alrighty. So oh, I like that topic. That was interesting. That was, I think it was Evan's 
suggestion. I think Jeff, but then he didn't want to be a part of our fun. I remembered him. <laughs> that was not a mismemory. <laughs> Apparently, I voluntold him. I think your enthusiasm level maybe have clouded your brain just a little bit. Probably because it was matched with absolutely none. Yeah. <laughs> But I ended up presenting his topic and I probably did a better job than he would have. I'm sure he would have looked into the two questions I had, but otherwise you're sure. You know, maybe, maybe. (laughs) I don't know. So what is our next topic? So our next episode is going to be a special episode. Special episode. So it's going to be our 25th episode. Oh my God. I know. So we have decided to do a quarterly series a a different segment that's a little outside of the box so every quarterly episode so the 25th 50th 75th etc is going to be um a series that we have named killers quarterly or quarterly killers whoever you are i can't remember the name of it so i keep calling it the other thing one of the two killers quarterly quarterly killers and we're going to talk about different serial killers. Each one of us is going to have one specific serial killer. And the episode's going to be probably double the time because we're both going to cover one serial killer each. So just buckle up. Yeah, but it's just kind of something to like a palate cleanser, something different. <laughs> but it's still interesting. It's still something spooky. But I have like a very unhealthy fascination with serial killers. So do. I think it's a good little outlet. And if you guys obviously want us to cover any specific serial killer yeah you have to wait 25 episodes <laughs> but stick but, around we'll make it worth your while we will happily do that if you give us a suggestion and speaking of that uh the different ways to reach out to us you can email us again no one has sent us an email no no i'm really cracked sorry. sisters conspiracies at gmail.com we have facebook we have twitter or x i guess is what it's called now it's not twitter anymore they elon changed it to x didn't know that and not that we use it so don't contact <laughs> us there it exists but barely our primary method of communication is through instagram and that's where we have our biggest following and the most communication we quasi have a Patreon. I don't know. This thing is just limping along. No one wants to donate, so we put zero effort into it. We have, but if there is some interest, then we will generate interest. But you can reach us there. It's patreon.com forward slash Crack Sisters Conspiracies. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so with that, stay cracked, y'all. And have a great day.